The surprise wedding of Michael Jackson and Lisa Marie Presley is quite simply a musical merger made in heaven. Names and music just don't get any bigger than Presley and Jackson. It's a publicity stunt that took a strange turn. They planned to do was have an annulment, but now it looks like there might not be one. They're very happy. I think they're really happy. So when he wheels into Gigi's one lunchtime and sees this 24-year-old blonde dancer in front of him, his heart is taken. This is It Happened One Year, a look back at the events big and small, famed and forgotten from... 1994. Hey everyone, welcome to episode number two of... Two. Two of It Happened One Year. Took me a minute to remember the name of our new podcast because. What did you want to say? <laughs> uh, it. This is one night. I don't ah. know. It, I just. I. I couldn't quite remember it when I first started. But here we are. It happened one year. That's the name. This is the second episode. We are so excited. Unbelievable. We made it yeah. to the second one. We haven't gotten canceled yet. <laughs> you didn't quit yet. You didn't quit yet. I didn't. You no. were close. Yeah, I mean, the first episode was a little rough. You made me talk about murder, which was real uncomfortable. Yep. But I mean, you know, technical difficulties aside, because uh, it was a little hinky, I think uh, it came off okay. I think we figured out the technical part now, maybe, hopefully. It hopefully. sounds okay. You know yeah. what? C plus. Yeah, and if it doesn't, we don't want to know. So you guys keep it to yourselves. Yeah, if you've heard it and you were like, the audio on this stinks, you just, you know, never mind. <laughs> just Relax. Yeah, just calm down. Get a hobby. <laughs> Your hobby cannot be listening to this podcast. I guarantee it. <laughs> no. no. <laughs> Our hobby is barely doing this podcast, but uh, we're going to do it anyway. So here we go. We're just giving it a shot. Uh, anyway. Well, anyway, let's get right into it. We're here to talk about love. A lot to cover here in the love episode. So first up, if you know anything about 1994, what said romance and, and, and relationship love more than the marriage of the year? Michael Jackson and Lisa Marie Presley. The best. I mean, it was what we all aspired to, right? It was all anybody talked about. Like, that was like the biggest deal of all time. Because yeah. like, if I remember correctly, like Michael Jackson, we did not necessarily think was going to get married. And boom, married Elvis's daughter. It was like, it was the greatest. The, do you remember that weird kiss they had at the MTV Movie Awards? Just yeah. to like prove they were in love? Very I think weird. that's the only time I ever remember them together where they yeah. weren't like sitting being interviewed. Was yeah. that awkward ass kiss between yeah. the two of them. I don't even remember like, was Michael Jackson ever associated with anyone? Like, was he ever like, he's dating somebody? Not that I recall. Like maybe when he was younger, but. And yeah, then I think I, w when they did end up getting divorced, we were all like, oh, yeah, that makes sense. That check. None of this might have been true. And like, that's always been the story with Michael Jackson and Lisa Marie. Was this an actual marriage or was this just to distract us from his ongoing and mounting legal problems uh, uh, as related to, you know, children? Yes. Um, because the whole story with him and with uh, Jordan Chandler was the same year. Like this was early 1994. And like, I don't remember if there was a lot before that. Like, it was always hinted around in sort of a, a wink, wink way. Yeah. But I don't know how much really else there was. If if there were like hard evidence stories about this sort of stuff. It's just 1994 is when it really started to take root. Yeah. It's kind of crazy looking back on it, how, you know, everyone kind of knew. It's almost like the Cosby story, but like everyone kind of knew bad stuff was happening. Yeah. But no one like 
really like stopped what was going on to say like, hey, maybe we shouldn't like support this guy anymore. Right. Or, like, right. It just, it's just in retrospect, we're like, oh God, we all just kind of went along with that. Like yeah. that's unfortunate. Yeah. The whole like canceling idea really didn't take root yeah. for a long time. We were really okay with letting celebrities do kind of whatever they wanted. Yeah. Yeah. Um, for way too long. And I think relative to that or or along those lines, we should talk about another great love story of 1994. Oh, which, beautiful. Which is R. Kelly and Aaliyah, Oof. who also got married in 1994. Allegedly. You're pretty sure. Right. The As the story goes, they maybe didn't get married because they both later really claimed that it didn't happen because he was 27 and she was 15. But I mean, there was some evidence that this really did happen because wasn't she was like subpoenaed or something at some trial later related to R. Kelly and had to get these records like locked down because she was a minor. But like there are records connected to this somehow. They were married here, here in Cook County. So Yeah, I think there are records that it actually happened. So I think we are all under the basic belief that this this was a thing that R. Kelly did among many other terrible things r kelly did well that he would lay i don't know how much there again before was before this but this was yeah. again the, what kicked off what opened the door for r kelly's many crimes and many accusations i mean i don't remember a time that i didn't think r kelly was kind of skeevy but i didn't pay a ton of attention to r kelly in 1994 i just don't have a sense of him like do you ever remember r kelly being like an okay guy <laughs> I remember liking I Believe I Can Fly. I mean, that's all I got. Bump and Grind is a great song, but it, it is not holding up terribly well. I know. I don't know when that came out, but I did not like Bump and Grind. I think I was too young for it when it came out. Bump and, and Grind so, came out in 1994. Did it really? <laughs> well, I was definitely true. too young for Bump and Grind yeah. then but at like, age 11. Like Michael Jackson, like I, I'm, you're a little younger than me. Like, do you ever remember Michael Jackson being a normal person? No. Like, do you remember like being in regard as a normal person? No, my first real memory of Michael Jackson was when I was a kid, my friend and I at the time made up a song about his face falling off to the tune of Heal the World. It was called Heal My Face. I can still remember most of the lyrics. There was that period where his nose seemed to have disappeared. Yeah. I don't remember yeah. what that was some years later, but yeah, that was, that makes it, sense. But it was really pretty impressive. The line in the song is there are uh, people dying and we uh, chose to change that to there are chunks of flying, <laughs> meaning chunks of his face flying. Very nice. <laughs> That's well, my first memory. Michael classy Jackson. when it came to Michael Jackson's face. <laughs> it was boy, not great. Oh boy. Isn't that great? But no, I think Michael Jackson and R. Kelly. I mean, again, these were the marriages of the year. I mean, I, again, I don't even know if this actually happened. So I don't know what a big story R. Kelly and Aaliyah was in 94. Um, I don't know if Aaliyah, who was Aaliyah in 94? Was she around? I think she was a pretty big deal. Like, really? I, yeah, because she, I, when did she die? Do you know? I don't know. I want to say or. Um, but she was, when she was popular, she was popular. Like she was. Yeah. She was popular at 15. I mean, she must have been. Otherwise, why is this yeah. even anything? But. I don't know if exactly in 94, but like she yeah. was a big deal. Um, but I don't think anybody knew they were married until after the fact, really. Yeah. I mean, R. Kelly, the story goes that he met her when she was 12. Ugh. So like he was a, and, and again, he would have been 24. So like there, you know, but I don't know even what the context of that is. Gross. But what, what I, a thing that I always like to point out to people is that at all times, uh, R. Kelly is 0.9 miles from where we are. <laughs> Because he is currently being housed at the Metropolitan Correctional Center in Chicago, which is less than a mile from where we sit at all times during the (laughs) pandemic. Hi, Robert. Uh, The charges he is facing are quite, quite uh, extensive, uh, including uh, aggravated criminal sexual abuse. 
human trafficking, child pornography, racketeering, obstruction of justice, kidnapping, and forced labor. That is a that is a, a heady rap sheet. And that's Yikes. and I think because of the pandemic is the only reason his trial hasn't actually come about. So yeah. I don't think that's, it's gonna go well for him. I, I have a feeling that uh that it, this might be it for, for Robert. I don't I don't think this is gonna work out. No. But I mean, let's not overlook what was another great marriage at the time. I mean, I, I, again, I think the R. Kelly story was probably later that it really took root in our imagination. But the, I mean, the great story of the time, Anna Nicole Smith and uh, J. Howard Marshall, the 89 year old, uh, he worked for the Koch brothers. That was oh, where he, he got really? all the money from. Yeah. He was, oh, so, so he was not working for the, the cream of society to begin with. I mean, honestly, it's hard to know how to look back on this marriage, but good for him, right? I, I guess, right? Like, you know, nobody ever talks about this, but this was like his third marriage. Like he was, yeah. he wasn't, you know, like, I mean, he was 89. So, and his previous wife had died. So like, it wasn't like he was bouncing from bed to bed, <laughs> but he did meet Anna Nicole Smith at a strip club. Like it wasn't like, you know, th- th- he wasn't staying home and just happened to, you know, she was delivering cookies or something. That's, that's not yeah. where this went. Yeah. Anna Nicole Smith kind of got a pretty raw raking over for this yeah um, in those in that time do you do you distinctly remember this or were you oh were yeah you, yeah i remember this yeah i mean i i was pretty young so i don't know that i had a lot of opinions about it but i remember being like mm, that doesn't seem right um on either end <laughs> That's about yeah. all I got. she was uh what 26 yeah 26 at the time yeah. so it's a that is a 63 year age difference that, that's pretty significant yeah, it's not going to be yeah. too much to talk about. I don't think. No, I do think Anna Nicole Smith is one of those people who we've really changed our opinions about, and we look back and say, we probably should have been nicer to her. I yeah. mean, ugh, yeah, really. Yeah, yeah I don't want to make too much fun of Anna Nicole Smith. I mean, no. I feel bad. Like, I, you know, like her, she didn't have a real fun life up to that point. Like, no. I mean, she was like a Playboy model, and you know, but it wasn't like she was having a real easy go of things. Yeah, and then she was this conniving gold digger. I don't, I don't really buy that. And, and yeah. I don't think, you know, it's not overly fair as a as a group what we did to Anna Nicole Smith. Um, yeah. But they were married for about a year, a little over a year before yeah. he died at 90. Yep. And then the protracted legal battles began. Yes. <laughs> so, yes. But honestly, like if I were in her place, not going to lie, I probably would have done the same thing. I mean, she seemed to actually like the guy like it wasn't, you know. He, yeah. yeah. OK, maybe he was a billionaire. So that helped. But like, yeah. You know, she wasn't, again, she wasn't uh, affluent. It wasn't like things were going real well. I think her real career didn't really start until after that. Yeah, I think that's true. I don't think she had a lot of prospects. So good for both of them. I don't know. Good for both of them. Yeah. It's amazing that that wasn't the weirdest marriage of 1994. (laughs) Yeah. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Probably not even the weirdest marriage we've talked about so far. Probably the most normal marriage we've talked about so far. Right. But we will, we can transition here to talk about, you know, Anna Nicole and J. Howard Marshall made it like a full year. Right. Uh, In 1994, America's sweetheart, Drew Barrymore, did manage to get married and divorced in two months. Yeah. Classic. Some guy named Jeremy Thomas. I'm not familiar with uh, Jeremy's work. Yeah. But yeah, just vintage Hollywood. Just wonderful. You never know what you're going to Sometimes it's just worth it to just take a shot. Yeah. Like who was it? Was it Britney Spears was married for a day at one point, right? Yeah, I think that's true. She married that guy named Jason Alexander who wasn't wasn't George Costanza. (laughs) (laughs) Right? But I think they were married legitimately less than two days. Yeah. I think that's true. Two months. It's okay. That's, That's pretty good. It's worth a shot. 
I do think uh, that does weigh a little better in the memory. As she's been married a couple times since then. Yeah, and this was pre-Tom Green, right? Right. This is the pre-Tom Green years when things yeah. really were going well. So <laughs> like I but I, so I would say some of the other more random ass marriages of 94 uh, are still holding up worse than Drew Barrymore's. Like, say, Rush Limbaugh's third marriage <laughs> <laughs> after he had put in uh, a chunk of time, I think, with uh, on his first two. And this one did last 10 years, his third marriage. Preserving the the blessed union, uh, Rush Limbaugh. Speaking of conservative values, ah, just Rush Limbaugh, the, just dynamite. So, uh. I mean, the less said, the better. <laughs> <Right>? <laughs> Let's just point it out. Like it's something that happened, and it's not great. Uh, yeah. I'm so gonna, he you know got what? giving Anna Nicole Smith more credit than Rush Limbaugh. I'm just gonna say <laughs> that's it. I support it. I stand behind no, it. Much I'm way better. <laughs> R. Kelly, no, R. Kelly still worse, <laughs> but. Uh, well, you know who else got married? Uh, and I would say it's probably the the best of these people that we've discussed thus far. I would hope. American hero uh, Neil Armstrong got married. I, my in grade school was named after Neil Armstrong. What it, a champ. It was not because he divorced his wife of 38 years. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, Neil. What? How did things go wrong for Neil Armstrong and his first wife? So in the in the reading I did about this, I believe they had irreconcilable differences. So that tells you a lot. Do you think it was just his huge ego because <laughs> he had been to the moon? <laughs> like, is there ever an argument she can win where he's yeah. not just bringing up the moon? I don't know. Like, I don't. I think you're gonna always have kind of a problem in that relationship, really standing out. You know? Yeah. Yeah. Like, was she ever introduced at a Rotary Club meeting, but as anything but Neil Armstrong's wife? Oh, at anything ever in her entire life after yeah. he went to the moon? Yeah. I'm, I honestly don't even know what her name is. <laughs> what is Neil Armstrong's <laughs> wife's name? I feel bad. I should have oh. had that. I read this article. It was like Sharon. No, I should not guess. That's a bad call. <laughs> it seems like a Carol, maybe yeah. a Carol or a Cheryl. I think it might be Carol. That might be. I don't know. Maybe that's why you're thinking. Uh, but he did his next wife. He married in 94 and they, they were married until he died. Sometimes you just got to upgrade. You know what I'm saying? Hey, I don't think he married like a chippy. I don't think he married like a teenager. <laughs> like you know, moon groupie. Neil Armstrong played the same playbook as uh, R. Kelly and just married a teenager. <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> Disgusting. I mean, like you, you see like people who you've revered for a long time who then destroy their lives. Like yeah. Cosby, tear yourself down, yeah, you know? Yeah. yeah. Uh, it would have been hilarious if Neil Armstrong had done that. I mean, it'd be gross, but it'd be hilarious. Yes. Yes. This is how Neil Armstrong destroyed himself. <laughs> <sighs> so, but of everybody who got married, I mean, and I've got, you have told me People are not going to be interested in all of the random people who got married in 1994. So many random people. Because a lot of a lot of random people did. Harry Connick and Jill Goodacre still making it work after all these years. Married in 94. Like, I mean, there's a couple people like that where you're like, oh, well, good for them. The like, woman you know. who played Jamie's friend Fran on Mad About You actually on the list that Joe put together for this episode. I, she was married in 94. She hasn't acted in a while. And I hope she's doing great. I hope I hope things are <laughs> just working out gangbusters for her. But she's out of the business, you know. I don't. We yeah. don't need to be prying into you know regular people's lives here. Uh, no, not like say Bill Gates married since '94. Anyway, this is not what I wanted to say. Was the MVP of marriages for 1994 uh, has to be Jean Claude Van Damme, who uh, was married for the fourth time out of his five marriages. This the fourth one only lasted three years, but he did then remarry his third wife. So technically, he's been married five times, but only to four women. But that's, that's a great story. Right? Here on It Happened One Year, we call that the Grover Cleveland. <laughs> that's right. That's right. 
Because you come back, it coming back yes. around. Yes. Yeah. 20, you do something else 20. in the middle and then you come back to it. Exactly. So yeah. just wonderful stuff. JCVD. Hope you're doing great out there. <laughs> but you know what? It's not all, uh, it's not all love and roses. It's not all champagne and, and uh, you know, butterfly kisses. Is it? Is it? No, no. There's some people who chose 1994 as the year to end their marriage and say, you know what? You're not my uptown girl anymore. Oh. Who's up first? Oh. Billy Joel, Christy Brinkley. Ah. <laughs> Nailed it. Ah, classic. <laughs> nice job. Thank you. Yeah, didn't work out. I mean, here in the love episode, we're going to talk about some other things. It's not just love. We got to no. talk about uh, love gone wrong, love gone yeah. sideways. Yeah. And, uh, you know, the piano man couldn't make it work. And if the piano man can't make it work, really, what hope is there for any of us? Right? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, we're all doing fine. He's yeah. I mean, everything. <laughs> this is not indicative of society in general. This was already both of their second marriages. Yeah. Uh, they both would end up with four uh, spouses yeah. in total to this well, to the present day. Well, Christy Brinkley married Jerry Gergich, right? That's she did. I mean, that counts for multiple Jerry, Terry, yes. Larry, the whole group. All of them. And I would, you know, I would argue Christy Brinkley's had the better career in the last 10 years. I don't know what <laughs> Billy Joel's doing in the He's last 10 years. He's just touring as Elton John's sideman, I think. That's it. That's <laughs> it. That's where I saw him was Wrigley Field, uh, yeah. hanging out with Elton John. That's it. Uh, so I think she came out of that better. Maybe not in the 90s. You yeah. Know, but uh, yeah, but they would, they'd been married 10 years and that was like, they were a big deal. She was in videos. Like, yeah, that was, that was all right. But did not work out. But one I know you want to talk about. Oh, yeah. Everyone's favorite. Everyone's favorite couple, I guess, of the early 90s, even though I I don't really concretely remember their union because I was a kid and I didn't care, was was movie star Richard Gere and uh, supermodel Cindy Crawford. The the two most attractive people you can think of. I mean, I think that's why everybody was so into it, right? Like they were just both so great looking. And Richard Gere, after Pretty Woman, had come back. He was, you know, he was back in the spotlight. Well, so Richard, this was not Richard Gere's last marriage. And no. what we have discovered is that Richard Gere, who was born the same year my mother was born, <laughs> chose to marry a lady after Cindy Crawford, who was born the same year I was born. Ugh. Very awkward. Not, I'm not comfortable with this. But we're not giving Richard Gere any kind of J. Howard Marshall style props for this. <laughs> <laughs> right before you earlier this episode you were like jay howard marshall he's doing good for him <laughs> okay richard Gere is a very attractive man and he can make better choices i don't know no i don't <laughs> i don't know why that's a good call out but i stand by it jay howard marshall had no more options at that yes. strip club in texas exactly and so he was like yep yeah this one well so i think like a 30 plus year difference is creepy what is that what was that a 60 year difference yeah good for them like i feel like there's a there's a line it's like swinging the pendulum like richard gear just hits in the middle of creepy yeah and j howard marshall is all the way over to the far end of the pendulum back into normal sure interesting i would say (laughs) i don't know how pendulums work but all right i guess that all checks out (laughs) bad analogies i'm really bad you think it's one or one or the other but yeah no that's fair no, I when we went through this story, I was surprised at the vehemence you had against Richard Gere for this. Mm-hmm. And I was I was like, okay, well, you be you be sure to let him have it. Blah. I mean, look, I hope they're happy, I guess, but like weird. They're still together, right? Him and him and I that so. I think they are. That tri- his child bride of yes. 37. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yeah. Well. All right. So should we talk about we went from the most attractive people that you can think <laughs> oh. of? <laughs> What? It's the right segue. That is a terrible segue. <laughs> it's the right thing. We were talking right. about the most attractive people to people maybe not on that list. Not exactly on the list. <laughs> still, still famous, still movie stars. I stand by it. Roseanne and Tom Arnold. And I Aww. only stand by it because Roseanne is a terrible person. 
Roseanne has She's ultimately ugly proven on the to be, inside. I would yes. say, yeah, she has she um, has proven to be not yeah. the greatest uh, person. Yes, if, if her Twitter account is any well, does she still have a Twitter account? Did she get I banned? No, I actually, don't actually know. I, I, I never followed her because woof. Yeah, hard pass. But Yikes. my apologies to Tom Arnold. I'm sure he's a he's a fine man. Yeah, I like to, I like True Lies. Also in '94, I, Tom Arnold is fine yeah i don't know why did we know tom arnold when they got married like was he on roseanne he was i think a little bit he would show up periodically as like i don't know dan's friend or something or maybe he married roseanne's sister i don't really remember the plot lines of roseanne but but they didn't get married they got divorced in 94 that was this was the end right they had been married i think for about four years at this point yeah but roseanne went off the air oh probably 97 so this is in the middle of Roseanne's run. That, I think. that could be right. I think that's. Um, I think it was like eighty. I did think they got divorced in the middle of the run. I think that's right. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah, no. I guess if those could, kids couldn't work with uh, just charming, lovely Roseanne. I mean, and, you know, she seems so stable. I don't know why that wouldn't have worked. Right. I mean, opposite America's sweetheart, Tom Arnold. Like, you think that would have worked? But <laughs> I don't know. Yeah. Uh, yeah. No. This is. Uh, and so that was it. I mean, that's it for what I would describe as normal relationships among celebrities yeah but coming up next uh we've got what i would describe as chaotic relationships and yes worse the chaotic so, romances of 94 yes so we'll be right back my friends depend on me smokey bee to voice a plea respect the forest protect our trees oh what i do Smoke, baby, what's the trouble? Round, this isn't me. Smoke, you're 50. We agreed you'd talk to kids in their language. I know, but I'll just give it to them straight. Kids, only you can prevent forest fires. Smokey, I gotta get back to the forest. So, technically, this would fall into the divorce category and the marriage category. And this is why this story was originally even on the radar for this whole love episode. But the more I looked into it, the kind of weirder it got. And I don't believe we're ever going to get to a point where we're doing like 2012, which is when this story really takes off. But 1994, Robert Kennedy Jr., he uh, got divorced um, after he had been married for a while and they were separated for a little bit. And then he gets divorced in 94 and he marries Mary Richardson, who was a friend of his sister, Carrie. Um, So he knew her. She was around the Kennedy family for a long time, and he knew her for a good number of years. She had uh, some historical sort of problems with alcohol, and she was depressed and, and like a lot of mental issues, but was a, you know, a functioning member of society. She had a lot going on, and especially Robert Kennedy in this time was doing a lot of philanthropy and, um, and, and that sort of charitable work. Um, it was only really later that he started to really hook into some some wild, crazy ideas. But at this time, mostly okay. However, when you get into the 2000s, Robert Kennedy uh, had been documenting his affairs in his diary and his wife. Yeah, I, it's probably not something to keep real detailed track of. And his wife found this. So this wasn't even a speculation. Like she fully was aware of everything he was doing. He, was he like, dear diary? Basically. He slept with another lady today. The story, the, as the, the story as I read it, because like she 
gave this diary to the New York Post or somehow the New York Post published huge sections of this in the early 2000s. And his diary basically does say things like he kept referring to it as he had gotten mugged and his getting mugged was that he couldn't rebuff the advances of women. And he like would write in his diary about how torn up he was about this. Now, you can make a case and be like, he's just being like an apologist, but this is his own diary. Like this is what's going on in his mind. And that he was like really uh, torn up and like distraught about how he could not stop just screwing other women. And like, this was his thing. And he would write down like numbers and somehow the numbers related to not like a rating system, but what they would do. Oh. And so this was how they could deduce how many women he was, he was just bagging on the side. And it was dozens and it's, you know, they only published a small piece of this diary, but in like a year's period, it was dozens of women. So around this time, Mary is not handling this terribly well. Seems like a tough go at it. Yeah. So again, the whole point of this story as relates to this is that they were married in 1994. So they were married for a while, like before this all started to really fall apart. And she starts evidencing some behavior that's a little aggressive her friends are saying how how depressed she is even though in public people are saying that you know she seems fine and you know it's this this kennedy thing you got to always deal with if you're married to a kennedy and and stuff like that but um in 2012 they finally get divorced they're gonna get divorced it's um he they he files for divorce uh he's been putting out stuff that she's you know unstable and that he needs to protect his children and all this other stuff and so he files for divorce Three days later, she gets arrested for DUI. Uh, I believe they lived in New England, so somewhere there. And then yep. the next day, they find her dead. She uh-huh. she commits suicide. Now, in retrospect, you'd be like, you know, it's a sad story. I mean, it's it's a sad way for for this is the way things play out, especially yeah. when it's so, Robert Kennedy, such a big figure and he's such a name, and he was trying to do the right things publicly. He was trying to be a good public person, even though privately he's not great, but it's, it's only now that like in the later years where he's gotten remarried and he is so aggressively embraced conspiracy theories and anti-vax stuff that you're kind of like, maybe we should be blaming him a little more for what happened there. Like, is he really getting the appropriate amount of criticism? It seems like he might be getting more of a free pass than he should. I mean, yeah, I, I, I agree. And I think what, uh, you know, when we talk about chaotic love, the lesson learned here um, through the, the course of the stories that we're about to, to tell you, including that one, is that uh, when love goes bad, it goes bad. Uh, in a different way of handling love gone bad, we've got to talk about 1994, which was the year that Lisa Left Eye Lopez burned down Andre Risen's house. Wonderful. Now, from what we know about them, like, you know, there's getting mad at your boyfriend for doing some not so great stuff. And then there's getting mad at your boyfriend for doing some not so great stuff. And she took it to the extreme. Now, the interesting thing about this story is that her her intention was to burn some of his stuff, which, you know, is a, a maybe an irrational reaction to, you know, I think he was cheating on her. Or there was some evidence that he was cheating on her. They were not like a super, super stable couple. But she was like, you know what I'm going to do? I'm going to take these shoes that he likes. I'm going to put them in the bathtub. I'm going to set them on fire. 
Nice. Nothing can go wrong there. Uh, and of course, the entire house burns to the ground <laughs> um, because obviously that's what's going to happen. She went to jail for a while. And amazingly, that happened in 1994. They stayed together until 2001. <laughs> he was like, you know what? I understand. It's Make fine. it work. We're going to we're going to try this again once you're out of prison for burning my house down. And they stayed together for another, you know, six, seven years. Yeah. Uh, so uh, good for them. They did break up before she died. But, um, you know, it's just love uh, goes bad, but you can also overcome. There's hope, I would say. Oh, it's I've always I just always love that story oh just God. because, you know, she gets. I think more blame than she deserves for burning the house down because she didn't mean to like, I know that's not a great excuse. Like if a kid says, you know, I didn't mean to burn the house down. You'd be like, all right, stupid kid. What are you doing? But like, she's so mad that she like burns the house down. And then we've always kind of like written her off as being a nutcase where you're like, he probably deserved to like have some of his stuff burned. He probably didn't deserve the whole house to burn down, but yeah. I've always enjoyed that story. I always, I, I think, uh, I think back fondly on Andre Risen's house burning down. It's sad. It's it was such a crazy story at the time. Cause, yeah. cause you know, cause not only is it sad when someone's house is lost in a fire, but when their girlfriend causes it, you're like, Oh, yeah. I wonder. And how do you have that reconciling uh, conversation? Like baby, I know you've made some mistakes in your past. The insurance money has covered it. Like, I think we should, you know, go out to dinner and give it another shot. I they just, just make I love, it work. I like, love that, that record. Just great. And it just, it's just like, there's such big, you know, these are such famous people. Like Andre Ryzen was a famous football player at the time. Yeah. And, and she, you know, TLC had been doing a lot. So yeah, this was like at the height things. of TLC. Like, yeah, we, there's also stories of people, you know, not in big public eye names who then became famous through their, you know, a, a relationship and they're out there and they're, they're, they're proving their love, but they're doing it in the wrong way, you know? And that's what comes to the story of Johnny Madison Williams, who got the nickname The Shootist uh, after the John Wayne movie for some reason. But he didn't actually shoot anybody. What Johnny Madison Williams did was he robbed a lot of banks, a lot of banks, so and many. finally got arrested in 1994. I want to say the total was something like 56 banks in like yeah. three different states and not states that are particularly close together. So he would go on these bizarre bank robbing crime sprees. And like really well thought out plans where he would, you know, uh, about ways to rob the bank that wasn't just chaos where he's just, you know, running in and give me all your money and everybody get on the ground. Like he had an actual strategy. He would shoot his gun off and this would cause people not to look at him, which makes sense. And so uh, identifying him became difficult. But the great part of this relationship wise is that his wife would come along on some of these that that Carol Williams was was coming yeah. in for the for the fun. So I just think that's nice. I think it's nice when you can like, you know, work together towards something, even if it is just robbing banks in, in Texas and California and, you know, just making it work. I, yeah, it's, I, I, I want to say like, they've said he was the most successful bank robber by number of banks or something in, in like American history. Like he didn't steal that much money. I think it was, it was less than a million dollars from across all of these banks, but he's robbing yeah. small banks and, you know, I, I, you know, nothing too elaborate where would there would be super advanced security. So I think that's a great story. I think that's yeah. fun. Uh, yeah. And I think she did some jail time over it too. Like they both went to jail for it. So they yeah. both played a role. They didn't say like clearly like, oh, she's the getaway driver or whatever, but they were both involved somehow. And it's just nice when a couple has something that they could do together. I think it's wonderful. Lovely. 
Yeah. yeah. Um, speaking of things couples can do together, I get, we got to talk about Fred and Rosemary West who ugh. got arrested in 1994. I'm going to high level this story because it's really quite horrifying. But a lot of gruesome details in this one. So. A lot of gruesome details. Fred and Rosemary West were a couple. Oh, gosh, I don't remember where this happened. It was in England. but Oh, that's remember. right. Yeah, it was in right, England. It's in- Gloucester or somewhere. Yep. That's yep. that's right. Yep. It's in Gloucester. And they were uh, they got married in the 70s and had like a gajillion kids. Eight, I think, was the actual total. And it started where they like, you know, op- opened up a room in their house to take on borders to make extra money. And then she was like, you know what we could do with this extra room in a house? I could be a prostitute here. Mm. So she became a prostitute in their house. And like, like you do. Like you do, servicemen and women, you know, all kinds of... But she apparently had a pretty violent uh, sex life and really enjoyed doing violent things. And then he would participate in the violent things. And they ended up murdering and dismembering, like, a bunch of people. Mm. Um, But what ended up happening is one of their kids finally, like, reported them for, you know, the child abuse, not the the murder. Oh, they they did murder one of their children in front of some of their other children. And they buried her under the porch. And so they would say to their children, you don't want to end up like your sister under the porch. So it is a... A, a, a unique method of child rearing and, uh, you know, managing behavior, I would say, would not recommend. No. Um, and so uh, so they get arrested in 1994. But but it's because first their their child, you know, reports them for regular abuse, just all of the bad things, but not murder. And then the cops go in and they find all of these body parts, like just right. so many human remains so that they end up getting charged with 10 murders. And in just a a case of, you know, the dude taking the easy way out, he kills himself like within a year and even her holding the bag, even her holding the bag. And she's in prison for like the rest of her life. And I think she's still alive. Yeah. Um, 1994 was the year they finally brought an end to the Fred and Rosemary West love, violent sex, murder, abuse story. Um, And thank goodness, because terrible. Horrifying. And those are like the high level details. Like that story is so horrible. Like the further you get into it, the worse it is. And you're just like, I cannot believe like, I think the reason it goes on for as long as it does, because they refer to them as serial killers, because this like is that it all happened in their house. Like, so just don't go in that house. But people didn't seem to realize this because they needed a place to stay. And a lot of people were just getting off, having a good time. Yeah. Horrifying. It's horrifying. Yeah. yeah. Rosemary, I believe, is still in jail. I think. Yeah. Thank God. As I mean, she I, should I, be. Yeah. She had 10 murders she got charged with. So that's yeah. that's a lot yeah. of years. You're not walking away from 10. That's that's no. tough. But my favorite story of 1994 in this uh, this area of, of information has to be the story of that blushing bride married at the, the tail end of 1993 and then just got embroiled in a whole bunch of nonsense. The, the star of New York's social scene and one-time Dallas actress, Marla Maples, who had just married that, that prince of real estate and casinos, Donald J. Trump. Yeah. The Trump part of this is not the crazy part of this story. Like th- this story, I guess, is popular enough that it actually has spawned its whole, a whole other podcast. It has a whole yes. bunch of like research and literature has been done on this because uh, her publicist, uh, I think before this and then while after she gets married to Trump uh, is a guy named Chuck Jones, who is not related to the Looney Tunes guy of the same name. But Chuck Jones uh, was not overly cool with Marla's relationship with Trump. And then he starts 
spilling beans about her screwing around with Michael Bolton, wasn't yep. it? Yep, that was part of it. He said that she, you know, when Trump was away, she invited Michael Bolton to the house and they knocked boots, um, if you will. And honestly, like given the choice, Michael Bolton every day. Right. But like so. they had just gotten married. Like he so. Chuck Jones is only in Marla Maple's life in this normal-ish capacity for a little while in '94. Yeah. So the fact that she's immediately like, well, I can't, I gotta get Michael Bolton over here. Like, yeah. You know. And then Trump did have some pretty great quotes about this whole situation, the whole mm. Michael Bolton situation at the time. Um, oh, yeah. I, I do you remember what Trump was saying? Because I remember yeah, some of them I mean, were great. Like, basically, he was like, you know, Michael Bolton was really into her and I like didn't care because I'm Trump and so whatever. <laughs> but then like she was kind of like, oh, Michael Bolton. And then he got mad. And so he basically talked about how he beat out Michael Bolton for his own wife, which well <laughs> done, sir. Like you've really accomplished something. Congratulations. Um, and that, like he, he liked to tell the story of Michael Bolton sending like, I guess she was from Georgia. She is from Georgia. And Michael Bolton sent her letters of like, you know, I've got Georgia on my mind in a very Michael Bolton way that you would expect him to do sure. uh, while they were like, and he was like, but I'm going to take her on vacation. So he had to send it to Hawaii where they were on vacation. <laughs> and uh, Trump was just like, but I'm the best because that's how he is. Classic Trump. But none of this is actually the story. The story no. is Chuck Jones, who uh, who's a publicist. And so he's involved in her life. And I would say he had an unnatural attachment to Marla Maples. Marla Maples, who again is kind of no one. Like she was, she was an actress, but she was like a very low-level actress, and she doesn't have a lot of great credits before or after '94. But yeah. she somehow met Trump. I think probably she was a beauty contestant, and I believe that's how she meets Trump somewhere in the late probably. '80s. While yeah. he's married, but you know Trump. So yeah. that all fizzles out. Chuck Jones then. As their relationship, as her relationship with Trump has now established, he's still in her life. And at the same time, uh, some of her belongings start going missing at her penthouse or wherever. So they set up cameras. Her security team sets up cameras to see what's going on because tons of her shoes are missing and laundry and stuff like that. And what they find out is who's stealing all this stuff but Chuck Jones. Now, that in and of itself, eh, nothing too bizarre about that you know if you i mean shoes it's, it's odd but you're still like okay he's trying to retain some sort of normalcy or some standing in this whole situation uh it's only later that then after they find it's chuck jones and he gets arrested for it that he starts going into like the details about what this is about and uh it comes out that he uh admits to having a sexual relationship with her footwear which just blows them, make, opens yes. up the possibilities in the mind. The theater well, of the mind goes wild with this information. So what the article said was actually not only did he admit to it and he did describe it as a sexual relationship with the footwear in court, but they found what they described as like 50 plus pairs of soiled shoes in his <laughs> office. <laughs> so like there was evidence of the, like, I'm, I'm curious what it was like to find those shoes. Like, oh, they're here are the shoes. Oh, oh, oh these don't look right. That is, a, is that is a terrible day on the job for the forensics team. Awful. The CSI is coming in having to dig through the mountain of shoes that are like hidden under his radiator or something. Yeah. yeah. The tenor, like I don't know remember exactly what he said, but the tenor of the the quotes from him in court were basically like, yeah, I, I was I was into her shoes. I had a relationship with her shoes. I don't know. I just I like shoes. Sure. What do you want from me? Perfectly normal. What's wrong yeah. with that? Yeah. Like this was just a thing. Like uh, I'm, I'm into brunettes. No, into her shoes. 
also the worst part about this is she could get those shoes back but she's not gonna want those shoes now like, no no yeah what do you do at the recovery? we've recovered all this evidence ma'am uh it is your personal belongings like you're burning all those shoes right yeah and then next thing you know andre risen's house is gone that's all there is to it <laughs> just like that Maybe he also had a sexual relationship with his shoes. You know, Maybe no that's one's why saying left that. I'm so mad. I don't you know. know. You know, you find out that uh, your husband's two-timing you with his own shoes. Not good. Not good. <laughs> oh, right. They were his shoes. <laughs> <laughs> uh, just shoes in general. Yeah. I don't know. I don't have a shoe thing, so I don't know what it's like. I don't Yeah, I don't get it. I don't know. I mean, you know, everybody has their own thing, you know, to each their own. But uh, yeah. you can't be stealing your, your client's shoes and then... I don't know, having sex with them and hiding them in your office. How do you hide that many pairs of shoes in an office? It's a great question. One of those like cur- curtains underneath the radiator from like right. the 70s, you know? Like, yeah. You had to hide, just cover the radiator. Stuffed with shoes. Lots of shoes. So if you want more information, there is a whole podcast about it. I believe that's yes. called Healed. Yep. With two E's like healed. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And I'm sure they really get into the whole the whole story. I, I think there's been like a running problem between them since then, obviously. But I think he keeps going to jail or yeah. there's a series of restraining orders or something. Why yeah. we don't hear more about Chuck Jones in the in recent years, even though Trump and Marla Maples are long divorced. It's I still would think that this would have come up because. Yeah. A wonderful story. Just a, uh, a crazy story. So, Unlike Left Eye and Andre Risen, Marla Maples, Chuck Jones could not overcome the obstacles in their uh, uh, platonic, but relationship nonetheless. Yeah. Uh, he did not remain not, her publicist after having sex not. with her shoes. No. He did not come back from that. No, no. It's a shame. It's yeah. A shame. I, I hope he, he got some work in the, I don't know, the prison cobbler shop. I don't know. I don't know what they do. So... <laughs> Is that a is that a crime that attracts a lot of ire from other prisoners? You know how some like some yeah. crimes make you a target. Is yeah. that or or other prisoners like you do you, dude? Yeah, like it's, he's so strange that they're like, sure, Chuck yeah, Jones. Okay, like you know, good for you. Like it's so it's such an odd thing that like you know you're not going to run into too many other people in prison who are there for that crime. So he yeah. just checks that box. Like yeah. you know, have you and talked to like, the shoe sex guy? Oh my god, like you know, and he like owned it. He was like, yeah. Yeah, yeah, so, he didn't seem I don't even know that like that was that had come up much before that. Like it was just that he had stolen this stuff. Yeah. And then it seemed like he was just like, Yep, that was me. So yep. Um just another notch on the bedpost. Oh. There's, there's hundreds of them because shoes are really easy to come by. Oh, shoes. This is he counted each of these as conquests. <laughs> like, oh man, I did really well with those pumps. <laughs> really, the romance was there. So, <laughs> so. <laughs> classic Chuck Jones. You know, oh, man. Hope hope you're doing well out there, hero. Anyway. Even if it's sorry, if I think back to the quote though, the other thing is he 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 was he would describe it like I don't know what it is, and then I believe he did give examples like is it the color, is it the shape, is it the like imprint in the sole of the shoe? I don't know. Like he listed possibilities of what part of the shoe made that it's so attractive to him. He's trying to and like he, wa- it's like psychoanalyze himself. Yeah. Like, why yeah. do I do this? What is it about this? I don't yeah. know, but I like it. Like, you know, people say, like, what do you look at first? Is it someone's eyes? Is it their smile? And he's like, yeah. is it the toe? Is it the heel? I don't know. It's part of it, but I'm not sure which. Wow. Uh, I'm just, you know, I just, I'm glad that this story exists because like, if you invented this, eh, it's a bit far-fetched, you know? I would not believe this if I saw it in a TV show. No, no. If this, I, there must, I mean, there's got to be a law and order of the era, right? That covers this, like, because they always like, real, like dun, dun, and it'll be just like, they're finding shoes, you know? Uh, Briscoe's there and he's like, well, guess what? You know, the shoe guy. Like, I mean, I would assume every show of the era probably did it. I would yeah. think, uh, you know, Homicide did a real hard version of it, yeah. you know, but I think everybody probably covered it at one time or another. Someone dated the shoe, the shoe guy on Friends. Oh, yeah, <laughs> absolutely. Ugly naked guy, but he's just wearing these shoes. That's it. <laughs> 
everybody covered it. I can't believe there's not a Seinfeld related to it. They would yeah. like bring up stuff with like the OJ stuff and things. Yeah. You know, there's not just yeah. one where Kramer has like 400 pairs of shoes in his closet. It doesn't you know? say what. What's Kramer doing with those shoes? You know, so. <laughs> he yada 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 the shoes. <laughs> That's the next thing you know. So he was not a master of his own domain as far as it came to shoes. <laughs> Oh, well, that's it. I think that's it for the love episode. We've covered every aspect of what I would consider romance and love as far as 1994 is concerned. I, we Again, I could keep naming people who got married. I know you oh think God. people don't want to hear this. Can we? Is this where we can start to fade out? Is that something we can do on the podcast? Like me listing people who got married. Dolph Lundgren, uh, Cuba Gooding Jr. You're, people, you're telling me people don't care that Joe Pantoliano got married for the second time in 1994? No, nobody cares. That could be interesting to somebody. I don't even know who Jason Hervey is, but he got married. Oh, come on. Jason Hervey. He was on the uh, the Wonder Years. Two different cast members from uh, Growing Pains got married that year. Who were they? Well, they well, I'm looking at the list. They were Alan Thicke. Well, and they know. Were you don't know who Jason Hervey is. I didn't <laughs> be able to pull this one out. Uh, no one cared that Pele got married this year. No one cares. I'm sure Pele's first wife wasn't thrilled about it. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, I, I realize this list is nothing special, but uh, Jenny Garth did get married for the first time, and then two years after two years, and then she later married Peter Fashionelli, who's of course Mike Dexter from Can't Hardly Wait. That, so she that, traded way up. That is a long set of circumstances to make this an interesting fact, and I still would argue that it is not. I think Mike Dexter getting married is an interesting fact. I disagree. <laughs> I think that's he something everyone wants to know. Though. It didn't happen in '94. No. Yeah. I had to cram it in because again, I don't think we're ever going to cover that. <laughs> so, whatever year they got married it's still probably not interesting enough to make the list <laughs> no probably not yeah so uh, all okay. right well i think that about sums it up well done uh thanks for listening everybody see ya this has been it happened one year please take a minute to rate us on apple podcasts or wherever they allow ratings please follow us on google podcasts spotify or wherever you listen to podcasts also follow us on all relevant social media thanks